It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is a football Friday here on Sports by the Book. I'm Jeff Parles. Chris Andrews, Vinny Maliulo, they're both here. I was a game time decision today, but I am here. Came off the DL, man. (laughs) Strong. Yeah, uh, fortunate. Fortunate. Uh, Very happy to be here today. We'll do an hour today. Don't worry. Uh, We'll see Vinny on Saturday and Sunday uh, for spots uh, previewing uh, the action across football this week. And, you know, I will say, Chris, we've talked about these bowl games, and that's where we'll start real quick here. Mm -hmm. It is a big card tomorrow, but, again, it's still a lot of unknown in these games, even (laughs) with uh, 24 hours before a lot of them. Jeff, it's it's funny. A lot of these games are just – it's a race to see who gets the information first. And some of the worst games on the on the docket, I'm looking at Coastal Carolina, San Jose, Georgia State, Utah State. Those are the games with the biggest action. And then uh, what I think is a legitimate good game, playing right down the street here, by the way, Northwestern Utah, I got almost nothing on that game. You know, so it's really huh. an information game, whereas, you know, ideally and certainly when I was younger and Vinny and I would talk about it, but the bowl games were really something special. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years with uh, all the money that's out there and, you know, kids waiting for these contracts and what have you, uh, it's, it's not as special as it used to be. And that, and that hurts, hurts me as a fan, uh, as a bookmaker, you know, we'll, we'll adjust, but as a fan, I think it's bad for the game. Hurts the college product overall. I mean, to Chrissy's point, that's why you can't have the same limits on these games as the the playoff games, right? Because there's so much more incentive there for those schools. I mean, a classic example is yesterday. I mean, you you look at Syracuse didn't even want to be there. Syracuse I mean, didn't clearly, even play a quarterback. In I mean, game. it's it's just so. Um, again, battle of information. Okay, we understand that, and uh, that's what it's about. So the only uh, thing you can do. As a better is, you know, you're probably not going to bet as much unless you think you have something uh, that uh, that is special in terms of information. But um, as a as a, a bookmaker, lower limits, a lot quicker line movement, and just you know, wait for the end of the game and post it. Always a good sign for Syracuse when number 89 is getting the majority of <laughs> the pass it down. There you go. Always a good sign. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I couldn't even watch it. No, yeah. I, I, it was apparent early that Syracuse yeah. didn't want to be there. Ridiculous. Turn it off real yeah. quick and go right over to the NFL game last night. I do want to ask you this, Chris, because there are games on Tuesday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is UNLV, mm-hmm. where Kansas has now been bet up to 13. I would imagine that the day of the game that – the local side of things will start playing itself out a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. We'll see. You know, Jeff, they haven't built up such a huge clientele of betters that have won all these years. On well, they've them. won all these years on yeah. betting against you and right? Yeah, that that so much is true. But you know, I, you know, Kansas too. I think Kansas right now is uh, you know they're like a burgeoning program. I think they really are intent on winning this game, from what I've seen. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't seen much UNLV support on the game. I hope that does come to fruition. But we actually have, we have a pretty good week coming up, even uh, pretty much mm-hmm. uh, every day, two, three, couple games, you know, so we should have a fun week. I think when you look at this game, maybe folks are waiting for a bigger number, maybe closer to two touchdowns, right? I mean, and I think what's also fresh in everybody's mind is, you know, what Boise did to UNLV. Uh, I mean, you know, Rebels had a terrific season. They got to the... Mountain West title game and uh, and really were you know it was pretty one sided uh, for for most of that game uh, by Boise so I think that's what what's fresh in people's minds and I think I think the fact that it's you know approaching a couple of touchdowns maybe that's what uh, some folks looking to bet UNLV Chrissy uh, are probably waiting for yeah fourteen is probably yeah. a trigger yeah you know. that's one of the few games on Tuesday again games throughout the week next week a week after Christmas usually gets uh, triple headers quadruple headers into the college bowl season we mm-hmm. fully go uh you know let's bring him in he's in the, in the corner here let's bring him bring him to his usual come on jimmy spot come on jimmy, jimmy vaccaro in, in, in studio to, here you go. yeah right across right across <laughs> why break tradition now no I, there's no reason to we do need to get rid of the chair though there we go why don't you turn the lights on oh i <laughs> think they need to be brighter right <laughs> jeez <laughs> 
This is like when they had when they were interrogating you that one time. Yeah, uh, right. I think it was gaming. Don't crack that was under doing pressure. It. Oh, please don't bring that name up again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to the show. Obviously, there's a lot of information going on. And uh, you know, quickly, let me throw this in here. Uh, UNLV had a good year. Don't like think they're going to be like top five next year. Like a lot of people already are saying, you know, wow, we finally broke. You know, I can remember. Remember when it was really hard to get a seat for the Gucci row? Oh. How about when they start impossible. losing? How many people were in the stands then? Yeah. yeah. There you go. There's 2,500 people. Those at the were, games now. They were flip-flops. Oh, wow. Gucci yeah. row became flip-flop row. Well, they need to get to the first win to get to the second win. But I'm sure that this coach is obviously a little better than people thought. But uh, let's give him a couple more years if they want to, you know, get I that. hope he sticks around. Yeah. Really. I mean, it'd be good for the school. It is. And you know, we'll go from there. And the other thing I was listening to, and uh, you guys, you two helped me out. Uh, the bowl season really starts tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned. Like more more teams and more recognizable teams, teams that people know the name, which mm -hmm. creates more interest, whatever. Uh, Chris, you've been doing this for a long time. Can, can you tell the difference when it's a big time bowl game as opposed to like a bunch of small ones? Well, yes. But not as much this year because you never know who's in. I'm looking at like the Missouri yeah. Ohio State game. What that game's like a right round pick. I forget what right. it is right now. Yeah. But you know, it is pick right now. Yeah. So I mean, what's a legitimate number if they were going to play in in early uh, November or late October? What Ohio State maybe 14, depending on where the game was at, something like that. You know, it shows you all the opt outs for uh, Ohio State. But when you get to some of the games that I do think are you know totally legit. You know, I'll go to my school, Penn State, Mississippi. I think right. that's going to be a really big yeah. game and a really good game. Yeah. So those games, I think, are terrific. Of course, you get the two playoff games. I mean, those are those are going to be high intensity games. Those it's are like going to be Super fantastic. Bowl Sunday with yeah. those teams there. That's cool. what a great way to you know yeah. to basically to end the year with the, with these four teams in there. So uh, and yeah, and it does. And and you know, as we talked about, you'll see more big plays coming in here from people because sure. first mm -hmm. of all. Uh, they really step out when it comes to games like this. You know, they're not going to jump up and down for, you know, a couple of bowl games we've play, had already. But uh, it's good for business. It's good for us. And then quickly, and you you three can jump in here because I've been looking at this. I mean, this NFL is crazy. I mean, if you look at the teams and how many people are still live to get into the playoffs, usually this time of the year was like, you know, start mm -hmm. resting people, resting people. No, they need to win Right now, to guarantee yeah. that they're even in the playoffs. So, well, you, what you do look, you think? You look at the well, really both leagues. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams alive, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we had the Rams probably uh, penciled in as dead about a month ago. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're no worse than the fifth best team I think in the NFC, and they maybe even be the the, the fourth. Uh, they're playing some great football, but you know they're on the cusp, so they got to keep winning. And, you know, you take a team like Buffalo, same thing, over in the other conference. They're playing great football, but they're out of the playoffs if they start today. All right, this is just for Chris. Is Tomlin going to be around next year? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, and not coaching the Steelers. That's my – I think between he and the Roonies, I think they'll come to some sort of an agreement that it's it's just time for a change. Yeah. You know, and I hear guys talking, it'd be like an Andy Reid situation. Wow. Did Andy Reid forget how to coach? Well, hell no. But he went from Philadelphia, and he's won a couple Super Bowls over in Kansas City. I oh, think too. Tomlin might do the same thing. Has he got but one year left? He's got one year left, which coaches, you know, never is mm -hmm. a big word, but almost never go into their final year without an extension. Well, the amazing thing about the Steelers is what? They had three head coaches in 40 years. Since 69. Mm -hmm. yeah. Since 69, really. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah, oh, they won't do it willy-nilly, but they may come to yeah. I think to Jimmy's point, too, and, and Chris hit on a, a key key game in terms of the uh, the college, the uh, you know the Penn State game and Mississippi, because you, you have a better idea who's playing in it, uh -huh. right? Yeah. There's not right. been all these opt-outs. And you get a game like that so you can, you know, there's a lot more stability. And, you know, the, the fact that the number hasn't, hasn't really moved that much compared to some of these other ones. But to the playoff games, Jimmy, they're like NFL playoff games, right? People yeah, bet them sure that are. way, and we book them that way. In fact, those games are going to outdo. I, 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 I'm not going out on a limb by saying that those two games individually are going to do more than the Commanders Jets game <laughs> this week. You know, and you'd rather book right. those two games than what this makes draft. you say There's, that? <laughs> the money, the money. Well, other than the money, uh, I mean. Well, you think Aaron Rodgers was just playing with everybody else for the previous three weeks, and then he. No. Uh, 
I you, think I, once they got knocked out of it, he yeah. was that made up his mind. But yeah, yeah, but they wound up cutting one of the guys to make room for him on the roster. That, I mean, wow. nah, I, I, don't, I didn't particularly like that. By the way, who you like? One of my favorite bowls this year, the Pop Tart Bowl. Yeah, I mean, come on. Did you see what the best part of that is, though? Brown sugar cinnamon. The trophy is edible. <laughs> what? It's Are a you giant serious? Pop Tart. Is it brown sugar cinnamon? I think it's strawberry, which is that's wait, wait, is that's, there, yeah. I mean, brown wait, sugar it's cinnamon. Brown, it's it's s'mores and brown sugar yeah, cinnamon. Right, those two. Yeah, yeah. s'mores. They're, they're, I it's got the glaze on it. I forgot about the trophy's got the glaze. I I think so. Oh, I'm no, gonna pull it up right now. You can't, Actually, Chrissy. Hey. That's not good for you. There's too much sugar. In this. <laughs> we can't do that. I'm not in the game, Vinny. In case you didn't notice. Well, me and Chris did something nice for the crew. Uh, we have like, there's going to be like, reach your hand into the jar. If we pick out your number. You're going to get the two tickets for Usher for halftime for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you think he would go? Huh? Oh, I mean, hell, I, 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 how could I, how could I pass up that, Jimmy? Oh man! That's by, good. by the way, it's going to be frosted wild berry. Is going to be the flavor oh, on it's the frosted. Very disappointing. Very yeah. Disappointing. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about s'mores. They didn't have s'mores when I was a kid. But they had the brown sugar cinnamon, which was the top of the list. And when, as I got older, and I would indulge occasionally, and there'd be. Uh, S'mores. S'mores. Wow. Yeah. But that, uh, Ryan, this is the uh, first official segment of uh, of Chef by the Book here uh, with the uh, <laughs> with, with our Pop-Tart. Ryan yeah. is tra- is working vigorously to get the uh, get the edible trophy picture for really? everyone okay. at home right now. Awesome. Um, but, uh, Jimmy, you had, a, you had a few big tickets. Uh, this yeah, week. we got some tickets for you. Where's the tickets? Are they on your desk? Oh, here yeah. they are. Okay, yes. Well, first of all, this is... He's, uh, a, he's a showman. Uh, he, yes, yeah. You know, you guys handled yourself pretty good at that party the other night. I want to congratulate yeah, you. Uh, well, I, I, well, first off, thank you to, to you three for inviting all of us. We yeah. all had a wonderful time. The and Tom Blazik, too, by the way. He contributed. And the only potential issue we had is that Frank lost his wallet for 24 hours. He did. Yeah. But, he, but, he, really did, but he really didn't he lose it. it. He found yeah. it in his drawer. Yeah. Because right. he's uh, yeah. very smart of... Uh, Smart of a guy at that point. Who was uh, me and Sean? Sean was sitting next to me. He says, "Do we get to see Frank drunk tonight?" <laughs> Sean, I think we might. Wow. Well, that, you know the amazing part about it. Let me tell you, people out there. Geez, this is the hardest place to work at, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We feed these people. Yeah. We bring them candy. We have parties. Do everything, and they still and Crystal still come up one of twenty five dollars because her birthday was tomorrow. And I says, "I'll give you. I'll give you ten. She's not take fifty. I said, leave me alone. But it's a hard <laughs> place. To, no, it's a great a place to work. A lot of us here have run a lot of different books, and we have a guy like Michael Gone who really lets us run loose. Yes or no? Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The other night when he, he thought when the when the Philly game fell Seattle three, mm-hmm. he thought Seattle three was a bad number. He called me up laughing, going to bust my chops because, you know, I lost so much money in the book. I said, no, Michael, we won. That was actually a really good, oh, I was going to bust your chops. I thought you lost that game. No, you know, <laughs> you know it's his money, by the way, <laughs> but uh, he has that kind of sense of humor. Laughing in the face of a three. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, a three's every game from now to return. There's a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah. We, we've gotten hurt this and, year and for reason, sure. Here we go. A little bit I think we're getting more plays is because – these teams are getting closer and closer oh, and yeah. closer. That's why the teaser prices, we've had to adjust the teaser prices because the numbers are always, every game goes to the fourth quarter. Yesterday was the same thing. Yeah, look at that. Fell eight. You know, looked like it was going to be a blowout. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. So. All right, listen, let me run some of these numbers down, and you gentlemen, please tell me whether this guy's got a good player or whatever. Here we go. From, are you ready? Fire right. away, Jim. First game is the Saints and the Rams. That That's was last yesterday. night. Last night. And uh, he lost because he had under 46, correct? That would be a loser. Yeah. That is a loser. Yep. It was 30, 22, it was 52. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we'll put him over here. All right, let's go to game 471. That's an outfit called the Cowboys. And the cow- he got the Cowboys plus one and a half. Yeah, we're back to one and a half. Mm-hmm. So he's got Up some opposition. Down, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's put Two way action. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to do with this game 458? The Atlanta Falcons <laughs> minus one and a half. For sixteen thousand five hundred. So, so yeah. Chris, I want to ask you about this real quick because, because yeah. you, I know you've said there's never a wise guy union, but it sure seems like there's a wise guy union on this game. 
Never's a big word, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, but it, it feels like it because yeah. you opened Indy too. Yeah, the Colts have only gotten healthier as the weeks gone along. Yeah, and they're just piling the money in. Out of yeah, the, this the first indicators, and I charted these to talk about on the show, but they started betting me the money line, so they got plus, I think one ten, plus oh five, even money. I was like, oh man, I think I got the wrong favorite in this game, <laughs> and evidently I did. But you know, Jeff. They still got to kick off and play, by the oh, way. Well, you know, I mean, the, yeah. it's, it's the Atlanta Falcons. But Taylor Heineke. But Taylor Heineke. Heineke yeah. play. I know it's back, Heineke, but back it's, under it's still the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you, Shane, that's his first name. Shane, Shane Steichen. Yep. Shane Steichen. I, I mean, I don't know if he's coach of the year, but he sure as hell got to be in the conversation. They, he's done one up. hell of a job with a team we thought was going to pack up and go home after they lost. Well, first of all, I thought Richardson was not going to be that good. Then he played, and I said, oh, he is Got pretty good. Skill. Now, all of a sudden, he's out for the year. They've won with Gardner Minshew, who's, you know, an okay journeyman quarterback. But they're right in the hunt for the playoffs. And, you know, as we just talked about two minutes ago, like these numbers jumping right around, Falcons minus one and a half. Would you not be that surprised if it came the other side, too, at game time? Because We opened the other side, too. I know. They go back. back to where yeah. It just may. depends, yeah. It may. Well, that's good for us because at least it generates more money. Mm -hmm. Arbitrage is always a bad number, but I'll take the I'll take all the cash and go from there. Nah, you know, I I agree. You know, we we live in we die when they fall, but they they don't fall that often. Right. All right, game four fifty three. This game's been jumping around a little bit too. The he got the Bengals minus one and a half for just a short twenty two thousand to win twenty thousand. I mean, he got the best number by a he wide margin. Got a good margin. number in that, sure yes. did. But that's a funny game. One of my absolute sharpest guys who moves money in this town. We opened the game two and a half. Cincinnati. He came in and bet the Steelers plus two and a half. I mean, out of so much respect for him, I went all the way to one and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> you know, I guess he guessed wrong, and I guessed wrong following him. But you know, I can tell you what though, this guy's a hell of a handicapper, and I don't. He obviously didn't get the best of the number, but he still might have a winning ticket. Yeah, we're up to three with that game. Very Mason, bizarre game because yeah. Jamar Chase is out. Right. Out. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph we know Mason is in. Rudolph is, uh, but we knew that. We well, knew that. Look, it is Christmas time, and Rudolph <laughs> can save the day. You know yeah. that. But uh, uh, it, it, bizarre game, uh, and that's the early game tomorrow. That's a a, a one thirty Pacific yeah. uh, kick. For I've, Steelers I've always said, of course, when you're playing and you're gambling your money, the first step that I think you should take is like. You got to get the best number, even though where the oh, numbers sure. go. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people just walk up and, and listen, it's their money, whatever they want to do. But I've never seen someone who's been around for 10, 15 years, win, lose, or draw, winning in a small, if it's a bad year, they still win a few dollars because they take the best number that you no, can If get. you're going to win consistently, yep. you have to at least get a good number. Right. Maybe not always the best, but you have to at least get a good number. And by the way, that game is back up to three. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's, yeah. so go figure. Right? I mean, overall two-way action, right? But yeah, we'll see. Plenty, plenty of time too. Overnight action coming in. Well, here's one of those teams that, like you know, forty years ago we wouldn't have even booked it because it's Utah State. But now, obviously, Utah State game is uh, uh, two twenty-eight, and uh, he laid minus one and a half for just ten thousand. So what do you think? He didn't like the number, or didn't like the number where he w thought it would be. When he made his bet. Well, we're we're at two with the game. Yeah. Uh, no, right. But I see as low as one, okay. and that was one of those I mentioned to Jeff before we got before we got going. That was one. Of my, that's one of my biggest bet games. I got a ton of. You know, you said we didn't we didn't even book that. Remember when they'd be like sixty three point dog playing Nebraska? Yeah. You know, week two. Uh, now they're. I mean, they're a legit program. Sure. But uh, I have a ton of money on that game, and I, I don't think it's a very good game, but I sure as hell got a lot of money on it. And Georgia State opened as the favorite, right? They opened two yeah, and a half so, in that yeah. game yes, originally, you know. So that, there's a, an example of what we're talking about with in terms of uh, you know people vying for information that they believe in, and they're backing that inform the, the, that gathering of information with their with their money. And the last uh, game that this gentleman took, and obviously it's an NFL game that played pretty high. Game 461, that's them Cleveland Browns. Uh, he laid two and a half, and now the game is, uh, well, he laid two and a half for 22,000 to win 20,000. Yeah, we're so, at three. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we're at three with the game. Mm -hmm. CJ Shroud is declared out. Case Keenum. Yeah. Again. Again, yeah. Um, this Browns got a hell of a defense, you know, and uh, 
you know, I think Stefanski deserves a lot of credit for his coaching job this yep. year. I mean, he right. faced, you know, plenty of adversity. He's on what number four quarterback, yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but they're they're right in the middle of the playoff hunt. Arguably, the both kid, these teams. Well, I mean, the winner right? of this game yeah. is going to be in great shape playoff wise. If mm-hmm. Cleveland wins, they're going to be able to wrap up a playoff berth next Thursday night when they play the Jets. Uh, the Texans need to keep pace in that division, yeah, yeah. even though right now Indy's an underdog and Jacksonville shirt. I right. know, and no Stroud, you know, so, with with, with uh, Lawrence with right Trevor now. Lawrence, yeah. I know Peterson was optimistic today, but I just have a hard time seeing him getting cleared and done. Yeah. Well, I think the money showed against them, which will right now I'll tell you what the anticipation is. Yeah, anyway. Two and a half on Tampa now. Yeah. And one more thing, uh, Chris, while you're here, is like future betting used to be mm-hmm. a nothing, you know, way back when. Now, because anybody can win it, as we've been talking about, and I really have seen you for the last uh, four or five years with, there's no sense turning any future bet down, like to win the championship, or whatever, mm-hmm. because if you can tell me who the hell's going to, you know, be the champion. So I'm, you know, okay, 49ers, okay, the Bills, okay, you know, but I just, you can name four or five that's like, you know, could be right there. That's one of the differences. But because remember, way back when, we didn't even book the futures till like August. We'd have yeah. them up for five months, but mm-hmm. nobody would even care. Now yeah. it's a big deal. A lot of times we used to take them down at the first week. Yeah. Bet your futures yeah. before game one. That's it. We'll see in, yeah. uh, we'll Fu- see in January. Futures go up now during the, uh, uh, during the playoffs, yeah, for, Previ- year, yeah. Uh, for for the previous year. Okay, are the uh, Dodgers going to win it because uh, they keep buying everybody? <laughs> well, I'm not a two seventy five with them, you know, and I'm I'm a loser on them right now. Um, well, you know, it's not like Otani yeah. won a, a you know a World Series every year when he was with the Angels. You know, I mean, uh, they still got a long way to go, and you get to the playoffs, and you're talking about a short series. You know, you know, ten months from now, you know, yeah, they could. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, and, they can. And lose. mark this it's, down here. This thing might wind up being a Japanese league. <laughs> well, a lot of good players coming out of there. Wow. Good. Meanwhile, not one lefty in the rotation. Don't forget, Kershaw's a, wow. a free agent. Yeah, he's, he's going to end up back there. Yeah, I think, I think he's he hurt, will. Yeah. I don't think he's going to. He's not going to pick. He's first, not going to be ready to pitch until June. I'm just saying. Yeah. No lefties. Well, look, as the last few just, years of baseball have proven, it it is a Short sample size, but you can get ridiculous results. It sure can. We Absolutely. just had the five in the AL, Abs- eight, the six in you the You think NL. Texas was the That's best right. team in the major leagues this last you year? You think Arizona was even one of the 15 <laughs> yeah, right. best teams in the What baseball did they have? What did they have? The 20, they, the they had one of the top, uh, one of the lower 10, they were in the lower tier of uh, Who, Texas? salary. No, uh, the, uh, the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Yeah. Well, someone made the joke. I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks made made the Dodgers go spend a billion dollars yeah. this offseason. <laughs> well, I yeah. know one thing that me and Chris were talking about it the other day. Vincenzo, you might have wandered in, too. Obviously, they pay, they're paying this kid, what, $250 million, and they mm-hmm. paid the other kid before him even more. Oh, 300 yeah. for yeah. Uh, Three, the kid yesterday. Yeah. Actually, yeah. four, because they had to send $50 million to, there you uh, go. to okay. his the last, uh, Japanese better. team. Yeah. But I got to tell you one thing about the Japanese guys, and we, you know, we, we've seen some of that you know, on and off. Those guys play really hard. Good. They play they're a good. great good brand of baseball. But how about this way back when? Koufax and Drysdale, they held out for how much? Hundred thousand, hundred thousand. Because Mickey Mantle got it right. Mickey Mantle was the first. Was he the first hundred hundred thousand? That sound right? It sounds like it's either. Wow. I know Mays, Aaron, and and uh, and Mantle were all right there. But what that would time. they give Mays and Aaron today? Whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. A couple hundred million. Couple, a couple hundred million. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Oh. Well, I wish you get the football. Jimmy, pleasure as always. Gentlemen, see you later. Let's, uh, I, I, whichever way your, your Jimmy, heart desires. Yeah, that's what I would acknowledge. Bye, so, yeah, all right. We'll check in with you. <laughs> after. No, I mean, 100%. We've got to keep track of, uh, of our guy, Jimmy. Here. Um, so let's do the two Saturday games together okay. here. We mentioned it. Uh, Cincinnati's up to three against Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph's going to start for the Steelers. There was some hope Pickett was going to be ready. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. 37 and a half is the total. Uh, there's no Jamar Chase. There's obviously no Joe Burrow. So, I, you know, this is, <laughs> this to me, this is one of these games I just crossed off immediately because 
you're asking Jake Browning to be a road favorite in the division, but then you watch the Steelers the last month, and this has been just an absolute mess since Pickett's yeah. gotten hurt. You know, my power ratings come to two and a half in this game, Cincinnati two and a half. So, I yep. mean, I don't really have an opinion. I don't know. I mean, Browning's been fantastic. He has you been. Know, <laughs> he's been terrific. And, you know, Zach, uh, um, Zach Taylor, another coach who I didn't think much of in the beginning, has gotten better every single year and really had a good game plan going. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I really I don't like the game. Of course, once I kick off, I'll be rooting for the Steelers. But I really don't like the game. And I can see somebody betting Cincinnati in this one without any trouble. Got some defensive injuries still for the Steelers, uh, suspension. Um, I think Pickens comes back, right? But uh, if I'm not mistaken, Chrissy, for uh, for the Steelers. Well, I mean, but, I mean but, P- P- Pickens has been on but, the field the last few but, weeks, but, but hasn't done anything. Comes back with a different attitude is my point. It, or he I'm needs not to. so sure if, if he, that. he needs to because I think, I think this is where player leadership, right, the locker right. room's got to, you know, get him aside and say, listen, you know, you got to get – Get over this. Be be a pro. Be mature. Um, I think there's a also with the sentiment, and Chris knows this far greater uh, than me in terms of the the sentiment back there uh, towards Tomlin. I think the players may rally here, and uh, that's that's part of the rallying around uh, them is to is to get Pickens uh, with with a better attitude. Uh, and, and so I, I think I, I look for some some uh, uh, player leadership here tomorrow. You know, but Vinny, I would agree with you, but I don't know who that leader is on offense. We have some of those huh? leaders on the defensive side. But somebody has to grab him. And I remember I read, and this, again, goes way, way back when uh, Jefferson Street Joe Gillum mm-hmm. wound up coming to, the, to a game, you know, high. Mm-hmm. And Joe Green picked him up by the shirt collar, mm-hmm. put him against the locker, in front of everybody, he says, you will never play for the Pittsburgh Steelers again. And he didn't. And that team went there on to go. win a Super Bowl. But I don't know who that leader is. You know, on, if you look at the defensive side, you know, T.J. Watt, sure. of course. But yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick, who that's, I love Minka, but man, he's had a good. lot of injury yeah. problems this year. Uh, Hayward, uh, you know, Highsmith. They got some good players over there. But somebody has, on the offense has to tell yeah. them, listen, you know, I, I, I mean, if, it's a, if you have a great game, you're going to catch 10 passes. Right. How about the other 50, 60 plays? Right. You can't just sit there with your hands in your pocket. You've mm-hmm. know, you got to go out and hit somebody. That's right. the way the game's played. Yeah, well so said. I don't know. I hope that happens. We'll see. And both of these teams still in the mix of the playoffs. Uh, sure. Right in the middle They're of the playoffs. Right play. right the I mean, Steelers have a, have, were in an unbelievable position a month ago, and now yeah. they're on the outside looking in. Three straight losses. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're seven and seven. They look like they'd be ten and four at this point, or at least uh, at least nine and five. At least nine and five. At least nine and five. Teams at home. Uh, Bengals, we thought we're done, and then yep. ever since that Monday night against Jacksonville, the yep. light has turned on for Jake Browning, and they're right there at eight and six, even without Joe Burrow. On the onto the late game, the Peacock exclusive, everybody. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and the uh, L.A. Chargers. Chargers, of course, embarrassed here in Vegas last Thursday. Brandon Staley, see you later, finally. Fire Tom Telesco as well, their GM. Uh, now, Jiff Smith will uh, get the reins of the team for the last three weeks. Chris? I keep wanting to call him Skippy. Might as well at this point. Uh, this was uh, this open 14. Yeah. Uh, in, in part because Buffalo just looked really good the last few weeks, finally turning that corner. And obviously the horrible look that the Chargers had yeah, last week. Yeah. Uh, bounced as low as 11. Now it's starting to come back up to 12 and a half. You know, it's funny, you know, Jeff, I, I have a couple of these games where guys took bad numbers for big amounts. And this is one of those games. I got a big bet on the dog plus 11 and a half. Oh, wow. Which really kind of puts me in a good spot, I hate to tell you. But right now I think Buffalo, if if you're going to start the tournament with everybody zero and zero, first round at uh, – Neutral sites, Buffalo wouldn't be too far down the list as far as favorites go. But the uh, as of now, they're technically out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I, I got them. Um, I think they're in third in my power ratings right now because they're playing some great football. But they got to keep it going. I'm not sure how true of a test this will be. I got to tell you, that is a that's a huge, huge number to, to win on the road. I don't care who you're playing or whatever. But, uh, you know, I could see betting a dog in this one. I really can't. It's just a big number. Um, 
Micah Hyde out for the Bills. They get another injury. But I have to tell you, in this resurgence, it's they've actually been responding to next man up mentality. And um, now for the for the Chargers, you know, a stick is a quarterback again, right? So yeah. I mean, look, it it the Chargers are completely out of sync, and I I think. To Chris's point, is it a take of the number? It is no question. It's an NFL number. Uh, it's an NFL team plus two touchdowns, plus double digits. Oh, uh, you know, you got the Bills all banged up and everything like that. But I, I will tell you, tomorrow and this game being in prime time, the public is going to be all over the Bills they in, in they, terms of yeah, yeah. teasers and money line parlays and support for the Bills uh, because they're they're on that kind of roll and it's and it's just probably going to be as much of a play against the Chargers as it is a play on the bill. So, uh, I mean, right now, overall, probably two-way action, right, Chris, based on the, the taking yeah. of the 14 no, I, I down very to fortunate 11 and a half, and then that taking that early on. 11 and a half. Uh, that's a bet that we're going to need, frankly. You know, you're talking about teasers. I mean, you yeah. might want listen, if you're a teaser player, there's nothing wrong with teasing a dog. In this taking, taking points. Get it up to 18 and a half, 19 points. I mean, that's a big number at home. You know, it really is. And you can I know tease guys both ways. Always look Where's to, Frank Nicotero? You could tease yeah, both ways. I know guys are always looking to tease favorites. I'm not sure we're going to have that much teaser action on the Bills themselves getting it down. Yeah, maybe some getting it down. Well, when it was at 11. half or seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get yeah. This, but get now it's 12 and, and a half. But, you know, you tease this up. You get 18 and a half, and there's some 13s out there in the market. You get up to 19. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not a big teaser player, and I don't have a lot of numbers to go with home dogs plus 19 or 18 and a half. But I would have to think there's got to be some positive EV on that. I would have to think so. Chargers, again, 12 and a half, 44 to total on that one. All right, we mentioned this game earlier. Uh, I am very much flabbergasted by the way this has been bet. I know Indy, you could argue, is at their market peak right now with a, a really nice win down 13 nothing, dominate the last two and a half quarters against Pittsburgh last week. And it's harder to get low than where the Falcons were after last week. Mm -hmm. A game that they lose to the worst team in the NFL in a driving rainstorm without giving up a touchdown. It is hard to get as low as they are. But I'm still a little shocked with the way this injury report is gone this week for Indianapolis. There's one thing, if Taylor didn't play, if Pittman wasn't going to play, Pittman's going to play. He cleared, he cleared protocol, yeah. And Jonathan Taylor practiced all week. They're both going to play. So, Chris, I'm a little bit shocked at the way that this has not come back a little bit with those two guys healthy it's a atlanta two and a half point favorite of course indy opened the two-point favorite on the road in this game you know it's uh in the nfl you really have to be aware of uh being counterintuitive mm -hmm. uh this would be again how about we let them play the game but the way the yeah. number has gone it's very much counterintuitive of what you would think uh we opened the game as you said we opened the colts too I mean, I can't remember exactly what my mine power rating number was, but it was one and a half or two. I had no beef with the opening number of the Colts, too. Uh, but here we go. I mean, they mm -hmm. just, we, the, the floodgates open, and it's been going through all week, and we have almost no action on the Colts. It's all been Atlanta. And uh, for the life of me, I'm not sure I can explain why. I got to believe there'll be Colts support starting tonight. I would be surprised if this continues to, to move as heavily as it has uh, to Atlanta. I could be wrong, um, but I would, I'd be more surprised if there's not more Colts support overnight, uh, particularly uh, tomorrow night and uh, into Sunday. I'm not doing anything with this because... Oh, I mean, wait because, and see, well, right? Well, yeah. first off, Heineke's playing for Atlanta. Yeah. And I, 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 look, I've been banging the drum against Desmond Ritter the whole year. Well, he brought horrible. Heineke in earlier. He'd been, he'd been um, dreadful, but we... Again, the games Heineke played, the two games he started, they lost them both. The yeah. first one was the fiasco against yeah. Minnesota with Josh Dobbs. Mm -hmm. The second one was losing to Kyler Murray in his return. So yeah. not like they be they it's not like they, yeah. they uh, lost exactly. good teams. By the way, there are six teams eliminated right now from the NFL playoff picture. Mm -hmm. Atlanta's lost the four of the six. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. They lost the four of the six. Uh, and if the Jets had an NFL quarterback in that game, it would be five of the six right Jesus. now. Yeah. So too soon. It, oh, whatever. Uh, lost season, Vinny. Uh, but uh, it this Falcon team is just 
mangled the most winnable division basically ever mm-hmm. with all this talented every position but the quarterback position and here they are on the outside looking in at, at six and eight uh given a little bit of a reprieve with new orleans losing last night but if tampa beats jacksonville uh you might as well be cooked at that point if you're uh, atlanta yeah i know we talk about quarterback being the most uh influential position on the team but the other one is coach. Oh yeah, you know, and I think there's oh, yeah. there's some issues there, buddy boy. Let he, me tell you, he's not surviving. I don't the think play- he is. They yeah. missed the playoffs. He's yeah. not surviving. I, I, there's too much talent on that team, to be, and also too much talent with uh, the Bajan Robinson guy, who right. legitimately had seven touches last week. Mm-hmm. Should never happen. They, they especially in that weather against yeah. that. They, they should have won that game. I mean, that's I, ridiculous. Yeah, a horrible loss. Speaking of Carolina, they take on the Packers <laughs> this week. Uh, four and a half Green Bay laying on the road. You know, this is. If you're the Packers, by the way, this peaked five. You opened four, Chris. Yeah. Packers are in got to save the season mode all of a sudden. After they got the big win on Thanksgiving against Detroit, they pulled the upset on the Sunday night against the against the Chiefs. Wow, they might be they might be able to get on a run here and sure. maybe even p- push Detroit and make Detroit work at the end of the year. Hasn't happened. Lose to Tommy DeVito on Monday night. Flip around and give Baker Mayfield a perfect passer rating in Lambeau, the first road quarterback ever to do it. Ever. Ever at Lambeau Field. Ever. Ouch. Vinny. Thirty-four twenty in that one last week. I don't think me and Vinny gonna are gonna forget that one soon. Yeah. For a yeah, variety yeah. of reasons. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, um, that that's enough. Yeah, that's all we need to say on that. Uh but Chris, Green Bay four and a half. You know, I think my numbers came to three and a half in this game. Kind of followed the market because I don't really, I mean, I'm not crazy about needing Carolina ever. I just don't think, you know, you talk about some problems, you know, again, coaching. I have no confidence in this quarterback. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, we, you know, we got up to five, back down to four and a half. <sighs> a tough game. This would be one that I'd stay away from. So hard to lay points on the road with a team as bad as Green Bay. But there's a reason they're that big of a favorite. Carolina is just that bad. I mean, is Carolina going to win? Are they going to win two games in a row? Um, huh. Plus, there's illness there. They have injuries. There's some illness uh, uh, reported on uh, on the injury report, which you know it's still 48 hours. Um, not a lot of difference between four and a half and five. So it's kind of interesting that they took the five, which is which is good because from our side, um, we don't necessarily have to go up, right, Chris? I mean, no. so it's uh, you. you all right, so we, we, we know what the threshold is. If the threshold is lower than six in this case, terrific. So, um, But the Packers, what happened to the Packers last week especially was uh, it was their defense that just did not show up at all. I mean, they, they couldn't they, – they did nothing nothing right. I mean, they recovered the fumble early in the game, deep, uh, you know, uh, deep in Tampa territory, uh, but outside of that, their their defense was an absolute no show. So there you have it. In Green Bay's path right now, just looking at the NFC playoff picture. By the way, you mentioned it, the Rams, that everyone on Twitter now is saying they're the team you don't want to see in the NFC. I mean, if you're San Francisco, I don't think you care who you see, but everyone else oh, they could bring in the twenty seven Yankees, I yeah, think. I don't yeah, think the, the Niners, Niners would be care. fine. Uh but for Green Bay, I they get Minnesota on on New Year's Eve, which looks like a gigantic game in the playoff picture. Sure, sure. And then they play the Bears the final week of the year in the bookend where they destroyed them in week one. But you lose this game, you're done. It's seven, mm-hmm. eight and nine. Yeah. You're not going to get there at eight and nine this year in the, in the Not NFC. as a wild card. Not as a wild card. You at least wouldn't think uh, because I think those NFC West teams, the mm-hmm. fact that Seattle won on Monday night, I think the mm-hmm. Seahawks are winning out and getting to 10. Rams will get to nine. And then. You're in big trouble at that point if you're Green Bay and four and a half against Carolina. All right. A matchup, Chris, that we saw in Houston. Of course, the teams were different. Nine years to the date that Joe Flacco as a Baltimore Raven took on Case Keenum as a Houston Texan, and we're doing it all over again. Jeez. Here nine years later with Keenum, of course. You back were just a little ago. pup back then, uh, Jeff. Nine, uh, year, nine years ago, what? That was uh, 2014. I was a senior in college. Okay. Senior in college in 2014. Um, Cleveland with Flacco, just as oh, I, you mentioned it earlier. I think Stefanski is the coach of the year. 
and he's and, in the and, hunt. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, there are, and look, there are a lot of great candidates. Demeco Ryan's on the other side. Yeah. Here. No he's also a great sure, candidate. Yeah. We yeah. mentioned Steichen earlier. Uh, we didn't even mention anyone in the NFC where uh, I know Dan Campbell in some betting markets is still favored. Why? I don't know, but he's still favored right now in those betting markets. But uh, Flacco and company are three point favorites on the road in this game, Chris. I would be very much inclined to take the points with Houston in this spot where we're going from Flacco being on his couch a month ago to being a road favorite against a team in the playoff. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I've talked high on C.J. Stroud since last year. Yeah. And even before then, probably. I love the kid. I think he's great. D'Amico Ryan's doing a fantastic job as coach. But again, that goes to, you know, the fact that Case Keenum, I mean, this is a veteran quarterback. Oh, yeah. I think you got to take three at home. I mean, there's no way you could lay this. Now, there's some two and a half with some pretty heavy juice on the favorite. Uh, but I would have to take plus three in this game, if anything at all. And, uh, you know, that looks like that's probably who I'm going to need. And, Jeff, that's who I need to kick off. I'm fine with that. Nothing if, wrong with that. If there's ever a year to take note of experience under center in the NFL, this is it. I mean, it's not just this game, like with Flacco, right? We look around, Baker Mayfield. Look at, you know, again, we're in such an immediate society now, right? And and we're expecting uh, terrific playoff-level results from first- and second-year quarterbacks, first-year coaches. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It You've got to have somebody under center that can get the job done, and... Uh, when when you look at now, granted, you have to have some other personnel in place. Don't get me wrong, but you get guys like the Keenums of the world and the Flacco's of the world that understand what what the job entails and how to get results, or at least to be competitive. See, that's the other part. A lot of these rookies and second year guys, they're still trying to figure out the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. The first thing is to be competitive, right? And going back to Stefanski, right? He's had a few years now too. You know, the same thing with the uh, in 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 Cincinnati too. There's another expectation by a lot of these owners hiring the next shiny toy out of the college ranks to come in and be Andy Reid. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen. It's you want it to be immediate. Everybody wants it to be immediate, but have a plan. And I think the teams that are most successful have that kind of plan. They have the understanding. They have the patience. And they're they're just well-run organizations. I mean, Stephen, this is what? It's fourth quarter. Flacco's the fourth quarterback to start for them this well, year, right? Again, it's 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 it's, I mean, it's fun that you brought up well-run organization and Cleveland Browns in the same sense. Well, yeah. Well, but, but, uh, but, but this, under this regime. This coach, but this, this coach. Yeah. Real, again, this iteration of the yeah, Cleveland Browns yeah. is that. Yeah, this coach, who a lot of people at Cleveland wanted out after last year. Oh, which that's the, which the was today, beyond, yeah. beyond, well, beyond, beyond bananas uh, with that. Fans are, yeah, fans. Coach of the year in 2020. They were one, if the refs get the illegal hit that they didn't call wrong in that game against Kansas City, they would have beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, especially after Mahomes got concussed. Yes. Um, and then who knows? I mean, that would have been Cleveland and Buffalo for the AFC title oh. game. What what a bizarre world that would have been <laughs> if we got gotten that in yeah. 2020. That was at the beginning of the Bills being this reasonable, this yeah. good playoff team year in and year out. But look, I, you're right, Vinny. I, Kevin Stefanski is one of, to me, one of the eight best coaches in the NFL. And the fact that he, an injured offensive line on top of being yes. a fourth quarterback, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're nine and five and they're they're going to win next Thursday, so this is going to be a 10-win team. Mm-hmm. Well, to Vinny's other yeah, point, too, yeah. look at the you know, the, the fact that, that Flago comes in. Yeah. And, okay, he was on the couch a month ago, but he also understands the game. Yes. He, he understands, understands the speed of the game. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, and look at some of the other guys that have come off the bench. Okay, Browning really hadn't played, but he's been around for four years and had a long career at, uh, at Washington, Washington, played four years there. You, know, you look at Garner Minshew's come in, played very yeah. well. The guy's been around. I mean, some of these guys, you know, Josh Dobbs, who, you know, okay, maybe a flash in the pan, but still he he has been around and he's a very smart guy and understands a lot of things. You know, so, yeah, there is a lot to say about experience. You don't just throw some kid in mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Well, I guess you can, but you ain't, you ain't going to get the best. That right. I can tell you. But, you know, they got Flacco. I, I didn't expect this. I thought the guy was probably <laughs> – or more suited to a wheelchair than uh, playing yeah. NFL football, but he's I, I, coming and played well. He's been great. 
I, and I agree yeah. with that. I, I mean, he was done, done oh, the yeah. last few yeah. years. And yeah. now he, he could be starting a playoff game. <laughs> there you go. As wild as that is. All right. Uh, speaking of a guy who we thought was done, done as well, Geno Smith is going to return mm-hmm. this week for Seattle uh, off of that dramatic win on Monday night. Drew Locke, the 92 yard drive at the end. The Your stun- boy. I, look, I, that was awesome to see. I, I, yeah. I covered Drew his whole career sure. at, at Mizzou. Good I, for you, it, Joe. It was, Good. Great. Great to, I'm stunned it happened, but yeah. it was great to see that, that and the emotion. That was all real after the awesome. game. Awesome. Oh, I would think, yeah. Uh, with, with Lisa Salter. Nice story. Uh, so we don't know who's playing quarterback yet for Tennessee. That's the other yeah. question. Levis has been seen in practice. Yeah. I mean, the hit that he left the game with in overtime was an ugly-looking hit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so if it's Ryan Tannehill, though, Chris, and I will ask you this, is there really any difference between Tannehill and Levis in the numbers? No, right? I, you know, I think this is a huge overreaction to the fact that, you know, I think Levis has played well. He's done well. But again, you know, getting back to a point that Vinny made just a minute ago, talking about putting in a 35-year-old quarterback, you know, in Tannehill, mm-hmm. who's been around. With this team. In, with this team. Knows the system, obviously. Been in the playoffs. I mean, the guy's battle-tested. I think it's a huge overreaction. I think, you know, you're out there betting, and, you know, God bless Seattle. They had a big win last week. and. You know, Geno Smith, another guy. It took him a long time to finally uh, find his game, and he's done that. But three and a half, this is just too much uh, You know, for a road favorite. It's an overreaction. to First of all, Levis might play. And if he isn't, I'm very comfortable needing Tannehill in this spot. I could see, uh, I could see support uh, coming in, uh, you know, uh, coming in on the home team here. Well, I, it, I'd be a little bit surprised if it doesn't. And the other thing with Tennessee, mm-hmm. Tennessee is awful as a home favorite, as we saw last week against mm-hmm. Houston. They're very good in this home underdog role. Oh, yeah. Uh, under, especially under Vrabel. Yeah, they, they, if you're giving yeah. me three and a half now, again, I think Seattle finds a way, wins this game. I think Seattle's going to win the remainder of their games and get into the playoffs at 10 and 7. I'm sure it's heck not laying over three with them no. on the road no. going yeah. east. Not happening. Well, he's not coach of the year this year, but Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. He's a great coach. He's yeah. a great he's coach. A great again, coach. three and a half at home with this guy. I, I would take that every time. All right, let's uh, do this next game quickly. The number 32 offense against the number 32 defense. Trevor Simeon starts for the Jets. Uh, Eric Bieniemy flat out said in his press conference this week that the commanders were openly thinking about benching Sam Howell for good the rest of this year. Just shows how good everything's going in Washington. Wow. Chris, the, you know what? This is actually the better sign it is. The New York Jets, who are not capable of scoring an offensive touchdown, are three-point favorites in this game against Washington. You'd have to take Washington or pass. I mean, how can the Jets be can't, three? Can't do, can't do anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I this will be up. You've been in my office, Jeff. You know, the one TV that's way up in the corner that I could barely see, that's where this game would be. <laughs> That'll tell you a lot. Um, probably, don't, I think this could be one of the more highly bet in games of the day, believe it. I mean, ba- uh, yeah, I, not, I get what you're saying. Pre- you know what I'm point, saying, Chris? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I think it's really uh, again. There's there's two games Saturday. We got three games Monday. People want action. If they want action on this game, I think it's going to be a wait and see approach or a pass. Frankly, I it's a it's a pass. I, I I don't know how the Jets can be favored against basically anyone but Carolina at this point, but. We are talking about a Washington team that has completely given up. So yeah. it's, it's it, there's no pre-flop handicap. Yeah, in this and I will say this: Robert Sala might be coaching for his job. We know Rivera's good as done. Rivera, he's, he's done. He's out. Forget about it. I, I think Robert Sala is coaching. For I his still job, have the Jets about a field goal stronger power rating wise, and 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 overall, overall because mainly because of their defense. But the other thing about Sala, and I, and this is just. Just an observation here. I think Chris is absolutely right that he could be coach for his job. But by the same token, Aaron Rodgers came to this franchise because of the coaching staff. And I which to me, if he's if he's got that much of an impact on this coaching staff, which is really not adjusted to me not at all. all, Okay. Um that says a lot about the organization. Going back to what I what I said earlier, so. let me let me say something on behalf of Salah. You know, they they had all their eggs in the basket of Aaron Rodgers. I think they wanted to give Wilson another chance and thought that 
had he spent a year under Aaron Rodgers, maybe he was salvageable. Didn't get to spend that year. He does not look like he's salvageable. Maybe a different situation would, would have bred other results, but I could see them making that decision. And that's the one thing I would say. I, I don't think Salah should get fired. I don't think I think they'll give him a year with Rodgers. Yeah. I, to uh, Chris's I, point. I, I, I'm in the camp that the GM is if they lose out, the GM is thirty three games under five hundred. Well, yeah. the, the the GM is yeah. thirty three games under five hundred. But and you can't and you can't fire one and keep the other. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's either you keep them both or you fire them both. And I, I'm on the latter opinion of that because when you've and this is we're talking about the New York Jets here for a second, Chris. We're not talking about a franchise that has been capable for a long while now. Yeah. They've had three of their three of their five worst offensive games mm -hmm. in the history of the franchise when Robert Sala is the head coach. That's, uh, <laughs> That's I, I just think I just think that overall ownership is probably yeah, I, going to give this regime a year with Rodgers or attempt Bill attempted. if he can come back and stay healthy, right? Um, I, you know, that, that wouldn't shock me. Let's go to Detroit and Minnesota here, Chris. You're on three with the Lions on the road in this game. You know, the Nick Mullins experience was fascinating last week. You had some really good, you had some comically awful stuff in there, including throwing an interception to a defensive tackle who was laying on the ground. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to overreact on the Lions side to last week. That just kind of, in retrospect, was a really good get-right opportunity for them against the team that forced a lot of turnovers, right. mm -hmm. that didn't force turnovers on that night. Uh, I don't know what to do with this game, with the Lions laying three on the road. A win for Detroit locks the division up for good. It would be the first time they win the NFC North. Big, big home road split for Detroit. Yeah. Uh, much better team at home but i'll tell you what when i look back at that game last week if i was I, I don't i very rarely make a bet but you know a real bet out of my pocket that would have been a time to bet detroit denver coming off three straight road games mm -hmm. detroit coming home after some bad road uh, losses great spot for detroit i'm not crazy about this game again my numbers came to three here so no real opinion and uh we'll just kind of let the chips fall where they may yeah. here so Pretty straightforward. Taking three and a half with the home dog and laying three with the uh, with the Lions here. I mean, um, rooting for the game not to fall. Lions three. That's it's pretty straightforward for us. And and again, they meet each other in two weeks. Yeah, uh, they've got great schedule. Not the only one yeah, who does that. No, I know. As I, well. I get it. I don't understand it. Where uh, you know the Giants and the and, and the Eagles are do the same thing. So in week, uh, you know, the, the fifteen. Or 16 and 18 game, 15 to 17 is uh, a one week in between. So Ridiculous. I don't get it. Um, it is an indoor game. That's the only thing I will say with the home road for Detroit. But Minnesota desperate, also good home field advantage there as well. Jacksonville, Tampa. Chris, you're two right now. There is some one in the market. There is some hope that Trevor Lawrence is going to get cleared. Still not there yet. Uh, Tampa, the two-point favorite on this one. I, you know what? I. I don't care if Lawrence plays. If Lawrence plays, I'm just going to take a better number on Tampa when he's made active, if he happens to play. The way these two teams are trending, one's trending the right direction, yeah. that's the Bucks, and the other one's going backwards, and that one's Jacksonville right now. You know, I, I've always kind of liked Baker Mayfield, you know, and I, I'm not sure Cleveland made the right choice dumping him and going with Deshaun Watson. We can go into the whole Deshaun Watson disaster. But Baker Mayfield is pretty good. And our matter of fact, our friend who did the show with Frankie earlier this week, Dave Damashek had it on his podcast, Minus Three, it's called, by the way. You should tune in for any any football fan. Uh, he talked about it. Baker is playing pretty good football. He played great last week. Does he lead them to the playoffs here? Yeah, I think he's got a pretty good chance. But I can tell you right now, some money has recently, and I'm talking about the last 15, 20 yep. minutes, showed on Jacksonville in this game. So maybe there is a good report on Lawrence. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not with you on this one, Jeff. I'm not against you, but I'm not really with you either. I think it's going to be a tough game either way. Yeah, I mean, if Lawrence plays, yeah. obviously different handicap. Yeah. And if it's Beathard, obviously, we have to see if number 16 is able to go, Vinny. Starting to see some... Uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Some, you know, yeah. lower numbers out there. Yeah, like one and, and things. Look, first of all, credit Lawrence. He's been 
beat up for the last month, and he's found a way to get in uh, in the games. Uh, concussion's a bit of a different situation, um, but looks like he's he's trending towards playing with with the money the way it's coming in. But thing to bear in mind is they lose their w- number one wide receiver a, a couple of games ago. Um, now they've got a couple of wide receivers that are questionable too. So you, you have to really take note of that. And frankly, you know the Bucks are in the driver's seat now. And you know this is a this is a veteran lineup. You know Vita Veo was not supposed. He was very questionable last week. He was he was on a you know the equivalent of a pitch count in baseball, a down count, and and he he played exceptional. Uh, against the Packers, um, I mean Evans was good, but uh, uh, I mean look at look at what Mayfield did, uh, you know. So perfect passer, rating. I mean, again, he, he set a record, uh, you know, last week in terms of uh, a Packer opponent. So um, this one here, I think uh, you know there'll be some support for the Jags, but I also think that uh, uh, that uh, there, there's going to be continued support for the Buccaneers, given that. They're uh, a bit healthier. To the game of the day in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, Miami taking on Dallas. Boy, not 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 good for Dallas last week on the road in Buffalo. Just completely non-competitive against a good team on the road. And then Miami, who, again, we've been asking all year, can they beat and will they beat a good team? So this is a pretty good prove-it-to-me spot for both of these teams. Chris, Miami a one-and-a-half point favorite in this one with a total of 50. You know, we saw what Dallas was weak at last week, you yep. know, defending the run. Is Miami the team that can exploit that? They have they what, three linemen are, are yeah. hurt. I don't know who all's in and who's out. They got three linemen hurt. Can they exploit the uh, Cowboy weaknesses? I'm not sure they can. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. And, again, I keep hating to say I have no opinion, but that's, you know, listen, I'm a bookmaker. I'm not uh, – I'm not out here to give advice as far as sides. I think the number is pretty good, and I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And, Vinny, you've talked about some in-game opportunities. This might be an in-game opportunity. For both sides. Yeah, either. I, yeah, I'm not telling you which way to yeah. go. I mean, I don't know which way to go here. But I do tell you, I will say this. If Miami can exploit that defensive line weakness, and it's a weakness against a run, not against a pass, certainly, uh, then, and then I think it could be a long day for Dallas. But if Dallas can get to the front, uh, they're going to make it very tough uh, on Tua in this game. So I don't know which way to go. I, I hope we write a ton of business on this game, which so far we have. I hope it keeps going that way. Got a little bit of money show on the under, a little bit. Uh, but, that, you know, 50 is a big number. I think, you know, yeah. I, I think, can see that. You know, but I, this game, I think, is so big for both teams. Um, sometimes the under is the play on a game like this because it's not quite a playoff game. But there sure is a hell of a lot of playoff impl- implications here. I could see, uh, I could see this total going going up though. I would, I say, I would the agree. The public gets involved with this, and they're going to love the points in this game, especially because, you know, who who <laughs> fantasy comes into play. Pe- fantasy people playoffs want, this hey, week, this Manny. is it, you know, and people love love the tr- root for their player, and they love the root for points. And when they, you get two offenses like these going head to head, I have to believe that from a public perspective. Um, you know, you're you're going to see it go go above above fifty. Uh, Tyree kills probable. Chrissy brought up a, a, a great point about the O line for the Dolphins, which has been injured the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, everybody was waiting for both these teams to to win a a, a key game or beat a, beat a good opponent. Well, the, we saw the Cowboys beat the the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, but maybe the Eagles aren't as good as we we thought they were. I mean, look what's what the way they've gone through the last three weeks, right? Um, now, you know, these two teams, uh, going at it here. I wish it was the primetime game, actually. I mean, oh, I, don't, you, don't we you, all, and, right? you and I both. Vinny. So, um, but I think this is a game everybody's going to get involved with. And, um, you know, one, one and a half, it's basically a pick em game. And I think it's going to be a terrific action. All this be, should be, well, because everything will be going to it, even though it's the Patriots Broncos, that'll help it. Uh, but outside of, uh, primetime, this will be, uh, this will be one of, if not the, this one and uh, the Monday night uh, a cap off with the Ravens Niners will be the highest bet games of the uh, of the weekend. Putting the two games that end Christmas Eve together here, Bears are four point favorites against the Cardinals. Didn't expect to say that at any point this year. The Bears being that big of a favorite, mm. uh, and the Broncos are seven against New England uh, in a low total of thirty five. 
I will say I actually like the Patriots on the side on the Sunday night yeah. game. Uh, it, something is not right with the relationship with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And we saw that on full display. And when Payton exploded at Russ after the mess up at the goal line where they wanted to review the play and yeah. didn't give him the time. Uh, but I, I kind of like New England. I think there's something off with the, with everything that's going on with Russ and Sean Payton's relationship, right? I made the game seven when it was five and a half. I thought, boy, yeah, so I moved it kind of quick. Yeah. So I think uh, right now, and I even see seven showing up with juice. No, we don't do that. So if somebody lays me the seven, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go to seven and a half. But uh, I, I'm, I don't know about the relationship, but I, to me, it's either Broncos or Bass. <laughs> they were out of sync early. They got, you know, back on track with, uh, in terms of, the, you know, getting, accumulating some wins. They seem to be okay. But this is not a uh, – I don't think this is a relationship that's uh, uh, that's going to last. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I, I don't know what will happen because Russ's contract is essentially unmovable. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I'm so not sure either. We'll, we'll see know. what happens with that. And we know Sean Payton's going nowhere. You you know, we know that. Did no. you want to mention the Tampa adjustment? Uh, oh, you got an adjustment here? Yeah, it's, we're down to one. Down to one. And I see the totals bounced up half a point to 42. Not in our store, but other, elsewhere. Say people so that are, might be an indicator that uh, that uh, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence gonna is going to play. play. Mm-hmm. At least he practice. All right, before we go, let's get these Christmas games, guys. We okay. got three of them on Monday. We have that one picture guy that I sent you? We'll get it in a okay, second. Well, right. Don't worry. We'll okay. get it before we get okay, out of here. Okay, good. Right? All right. Uh, Kansas City's 10 against Vegas at Arrowhead. We saw this matchup a few weeks ago. Chiefs got in a 14-0 hole, won the game, covered a big number on the road. 41 a total. I... I not much of anything to do here for me on this one, Chris. I think the number's right. Uh, at some point, you would think Kansas City may turn a corner this year, but that corner may not show up here in 2023. In memory of my good friend Mark Henderson, when the road team in, in a division game won the first game, and then their favorite, he called it a major reverter, and he would play the dog in okay. the second game. So I would just, uh, you know, in honor of Mark, and I think the number is probably a little bit high, to be honest with you, I would take the plus 10 in this game. Because I don't think things are 100% right with Kansas City. They're not. Uh, Raiders extra time to prepare. Jacob's uh, questionable, but I got to, you know, he's probably, he's had a little bit extra time to come in. Pacheco looks like he's going to go uh, here. So uh, I think the total comes back up, uh, especially because it's the Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, holding steady at 10. Uh, be plenty of action on this game. To Philadelphia next. Been one-way traffic. Yeah. One-way traffic, 10 and a half all the way to 13 on the Eagles who have lost three in a row. And I would say that Monday was the most alarming where it's one thing where if you get beat by San Francisco is just drilling everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Another when you go to Dallas and lose to Dallas who Dallas at home has been the second-best team in the NFL this year. It's another thing to dominate most of the game and then lose to Drew Locke in the final minutes of the game on the road. So, uh, look, I I don't want to call last week for DeVito the comeback-to-earth game because it got hurt midway in that game and then ended up coming back. But this kind of screams, Eagles get right, and DeVito comes crashing back to earth once and for all here, Chris. I like the dog here, too. I think 13 (laughs) is a lot of points. I, I think I would take the dog in this one. You know, listen, Philly... They just need to win. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't, do they need to step on the gas? I, I don't think so. I like the dog. I think it's a big number. It's a big division rivalry game. And, you know, I mean, Tommy DeVito, I, yeah, we got another Jeremy Lin story. You know, but I think he's capable of keeping this game close, and I think they keep it close. Plenty of carryover. It's going to keep going up. I think there's, uh, I think the threshold people, uh, we're going to probably have to see 14 before we get some significant giant money, or at least 13 and a half. There is some thirteen and a half in the market right now as well. So, yeah, by the way, I opened this ten and a half. No, so I had there have been one way traffic on on Philly uh, again. Definitely something not right there, as we've seen over the yeah. last no, I, I agree, three yeah. weeks. Well, the game of the year, yeah, at least so far, San Francisco and Baltimore, easily a Super Bowl matchup. Very com- number one seeds in both conference yeah. right now. Yeah, Niners, they win their next two. They're not even going to have to play their guys the final week of the season. They're Mm-hmm. In great shape at that point, Baltimore. You know they're eleven and three. I said this a few weeks uh, last week. I ended up being wrong, even though Jacksonville uh, did their part in uh, losing and not covering that game last week. I, 
I don't 100% trust this Raven team, but here they are with an elite defense, a quarterback who is not the same as he was in 2019, but still really darn good. In pretty Lamar darn Jackson. good. Yeah, pretty uh, darn good. And a team that has had a leader been tied in the final two minutes of all 14 of these games, their games so far this year. So it is a rare opportunity to get an 11 and three team. Chris, you have it a five and a half. There's even some six in the market. I just saw six and a half pop yeah. up. We've been back and forth between five and a half and six. I have a feeling this, this number is going to go up and stay up. I think six will be the closing number. Okay. Uh, you know, I made the number six tough, tough, tough game. So, you know, no, no strong opinion either way. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I like, I like really, I think Jackson is a more complete quarterback now than he was the year he won the MVP. I think he's a more complete, not better, but more complete. Um, but uh, this, this is going to be a really good game. And two well-coached teams, two really good teams. Can't wait to see this one cap off uh, our Christmas day. Great game. I mean, no question about it. Great game to to, to watch, you know, to bet, to book. Um, you know, my hope it's uh, is everybody comes out of it healthy and and moves forward right so that we get to see these teams uh for the rest of the season complete and because when they're complete they're they're clearly the class of their conferences and i'm in good shape yeah. futures why with both these and, teams so that would be and then there's that yeah, <laughs> from our, our side of the counter so uh taking six laying five and a half but uh the christie's point probably going to continue to uh to climb and um there's just always support this a this is a very strong Niner uh, town as well as uh, it's almost like back up, you're back up in Reno, Chrissy, with the, the Raiders and the yeah. Niners backing <laughs> this year. Thanks for that nightmare. But okay, yeah. <laughs> well, San Francisco again. It and there are no certainties, as we know. Oh, you saw but, what happened in the playoffs last I year. I know. Look, yeah. anything can happen. But it's football. It this Niner team at this moment is just so much better. I got four and a half points better than anybody else in the league. That's impressive. That's yeah. impressive. And by the way, the Ravens are that team that's four and a half. Pretty darn good yeah. as well. Number yeah. two right now in the yeah. power ratings. All right, before. We have some. No, we got to put it up. I, was, I wasn't going to leave before we did no, that. No, okay, yeah. Look at that. The yeah. last New York Jets Super Bowl party. Yeah, Vinny took this picture uh, way back when. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when him and his family, they were rooting uh, that he – he had uh, he had Joe Namath plus the seventeen and a half that yeah, day. There, that's me on the left there. And that's the front, right. <laughs> that's the ta last time he got. And Jeff, you were uh, just uh, oh, I was nowhere close. Yeah, my, my my dad was uh, my dad was seven. Your dad was seven. Okay, my dad was seven when they won the Super Bowl in '69. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. and then uh, that was the only shot of the day where I wasn't holding up the, the rabbit ears on the TV. Yeah, to get a, a less snow. Yeah, Vinny, in the go reception. move a little to the no left. fur coat uh, either I, for you in there, Vinny. No, I, Joe, I I didn't get the until Joe Willie started to get the, uh, the the fur coat later on. Gentlemen, fun as always. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you again next Friday. We're almost at the end of the NFL regular season. It's crazy. There's only three weeks left here. We're back tomorrow on this show, though. Alex White and I previewing the games tomorrow. Full college bowl games, two NFL games, college hoops. You're at eight tomorrow. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. Uh, Pacific time for that one. Alex and I getting ready for that one. All right. We'll see you tomorrow here on Sports by the Book for Vinny Malio, for Chris Andrews, for Jerry, Ryan, John. Great job as always for Ann as well. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow, 8 a.m., right here on Sports by the Book.